everyone and welcome to the man in the black suit podcast good morning leslie good morning pam happy valentine's day yes happy valentine's day to you yes we just wanted to share a little love this morning so happy that we were all um able to enjoy a beautiful treat from passion flicks yesterday with the release of that gorgeous picture um, that was really lovely. And I should say, not just Valentine's, but Galentine's Day. I guess that whole thing has caught on this year. I kept getting texts about Galentine's Day. Yeah, I, I laughed, laughed at that. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it mm-hmm. comes from uh, some oh, parks and recreation. Yes, yes, yes. So, and yes, I am um, a good thing. Yeah, that he loves that still. But I think it's great, you know, in a way, because it's really, it's not all about romantic love. It's about love in general. And we should really practice love and kindness every day. I think it's a nice reminder. And it's about love of friends, love of family, uh, love of community, um, love of your pets. Um, Mm -hmm. So it's really good. Yeah, Parks and Recs. Um, yeah, I thought that was really smart. They they did a lot of good uh, promotion around that too. So the PR yes, engines are do. buzzing. <laughs> oh, hello, SC. Good morning to you. It's good to have everybody. It's so good with to us. see. I know. Yeah, Karen's Amy Amy Polaris's character. Yes, I know my namesake, Leslie. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've only saw the show. I I didn't get to watch it consistently because it. Well, I, I've always conflicted with something, but, you know, the writing was always stellar. They're so, you know, just really, just talented, really, really talented people. Um, that they are. So, and Annette, good morning down in the Big Easy, gearing up for that Mardi Gras celebration. I'm so jealous. It's coming in the next two weeks. I know you're probably doing all those uh, parades and... Uh, parties as they do down there. Got to get ready for that. I know. Yeah. So jealous. <laughs> Having those beignets. 
Oh yes. <laughs> a lot, you know, we had a, we had a, a business show down there, and I, oh. I didn't get to go to it. But everybody was like, they they were making all these different res, res, reservations that. Um, all the different big restaurants down there for customers and stuff and it was uh, then I my boss came back and I had to do his expense report <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness oh yes they had a good imagine. time in the big easy they had a good time <laughs> in the big easy <laughs> yeah Kenzie so. said she loved visiting New Orleans um, she didn't know that Annette was from there and Annette said it's too much for that craziness yeah, I know. I, I agree. I was happy to be there the week after Mardi Gras because I know it just gets totally insane. She says being down in the city is way expensive. True that. Um, but I know the area down there, it's not just a New Orleans thing. That whole region seems to get into it. Um, she knows the cheap, great dives. Oh, my gosh. Annette, I, can I have a feeling there is a road trip in our future. Yeah, I can, what do you I think, can Pam? Something. Shall we get down to the Big Easy? see something like that, yes. Mm -hmm. I, I have been trying to go to the Big Easy for a number of times through the years, and for different reasons, haven't been able to go. <laughs> the worst one was Hurricane Katrina, but um, that was the last <laughs> time I was supposed to go. I, I know. Uh, well, I think I have a feeling you'll you'll get there. Um, Betty said, can you imagine Rachel and Julia going to Mardi Gras if they were in college before getting married? I bet it would have been. <laughs> well, I think Rachel would have had more beads than Julia. <laughs> I think so, too. I have a feeling. <laughs> Rachel would have run the roost, I think. I think so. Kenzie said she enjoyed walking around admiring all the architecture, especially the cathedral. The heat nearly suffocated me, though. In the KK said, same here. <laughs> And Annette, referencing uh, Katrina, said that storm was life-altering. I know what I was like in my 20s. <laughs> Thank God no cell phones then. If I had <laughs> a dollar for every time someone said that to me about um, social media and cell phones, I would be a rich woman. <laughs> I'd be going down to visit you in New Orleans right now. Oh, my um, God. I would hate to see what had been out there with me. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> we, didn't even, we didn't even have a cell phone. <laughs> we had a pay phone. Oh. <laughs> exactly. Well, we, I Although mean, I, back in the day, I, there were no such things. Uh, Kenzie right. said she got beignets, too. Her brother went to Mardi Gras, and he said it was insane. Yeah. And I see Dana morning, has joined Dana's us. With from, us. Uh, yes, and yes. Hello, Dana, Dana. thank you so much for that cute little card. I loved it. I know, I know. So sweet. Mm -hmm. you, you guys are just great. I'm so glad we all are able to get together this morning. Um, yes. <laughs> Kenzie says, Pam and Mardi Gras. I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> and Betty said, one wild night wouldn't hurt. Well, I think we had a pretty wild night in the uh, Syracuse, yeah, ladies, if we I did. seem to recall. And uh, Annette said, we just need to get y'all on a balcony here. <laughs> As I mentioned to uh, SR in a note that I sent him, the Cumberbitch <laughs> was in full form. Yes, she was. Proud, so. proudly, proudly uh, displaying all of her charms that evening. Oh, yes. So, oh, yes. and Kenzie said, that's true. I was worried Pam wouldn't be ready for filming, but it was all good. 
Oh, Pam. I knew Pam would rally. Even if Pam was hugely hungover, she would have rallied to be on that set. You know, I, you know, my, I will say my stomach was upset, and I really did think mm-hmm. I was going to lose it a couple times, but it had, but that's something that had been bothering me before. Mm-hmm. Uh, we well, I also think having, you know, having the pizza and the bread, like some of that helped offset. Oh, well, of course, food always helps. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's right. You need a little grease. You need a little fat to cut that alcohol. Absolutely. Slow, and 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 slow and help it process better absolutely <laughs> Betty said that night is legendary <laughs> and Kenzie said I'm switching the vodka with my water yes that was funny too I don't know if you realized she was doing that Pam <laughs> it was later in the evening so I don't think you noticed but, I think but it was pretty was cute out of the bottle by that point anyway <laughs> yeah <laughs> and that said yes undo Kenzie was dying of laughter Yes. Very, very, very fun. Very, very fun. So we have, we have uh, good times that we can chat about. And I know there's going to be lots of good times to come Mm -hmm. um, online, offline, in person, virtually. I think that's the beauty of this community. And uh, I think we should probably share a little bit of the news. Um, Fortunately, I was able to to finally send questions to SR in an appropriate amount of time so he could get back to me. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> I did, and he did send some news for us to share. Yeah, um, I did. If you want to share some of that, Pam. Sure, sure. Sure. Let's see, what did he tell us? Well, um, he was telling us about sign, making sure we sign up for Passion Clicks if we haven't flicks. done uh, yeah, he's, he, yeah, he directs you to his website into the Passion Flicks News. And, and I'm sending that there. to you now. I'm sending uh, that to you now. So you have it in the chat room. And uh, there's a little link within that group that you can click on. Um, SR re- says the FTC requires him to let us know that he does get a bit of a commission on on the signups. But he it does not add to the price. Of, right of subscribing which is um, good and Annette said she did sign up which is great excellent <laughs> excellent <laughs> and uh, we have uh, let's see what else um, he said that there's uh, a bunch of stuff that's going to be coming our way uh, but he's not exactly sure when uh, they're still working on that part of it and uh he said he, he should know more soon about the timeline for filming of uh, Gabriel's Rapture Part 2. No, I heard I cannot wait. The line, yeah, I heard somewhere along the line that, they, and I think it was in a chat from the other night, SR said that they're going to be filming in a CC. Part oh, my gosh. Yeah, so oh I'm my gosh. that's going to be for the wedding. Oh. Or maybe it's when, and, and possibly when Gabriel's going through his... Um, redemptive cycle. You know, well, I mean, at a CC, can they get can they get permission to do that? I'm guessing maybe. Yeah. Inside, I don't know about inside, but they probably could do a lot of the exteriors, and with you know, you can go in and, and as long as there's not a mask going on, you can always film everything. That's and true. Then, and then they've got a great. Uh, 
set designer there because she did all the sets up in Syracuse mm -hmm. and I, and so they'll be able to put that together so that could be part of um, the uh, <laughs> Betty said know, she wants to be a guest at the well. wedding and, and SC Martin says she can't wait for the SCC scenes <laughs> <You know? laughs> I have to say I'm excited about that I haven't been able to join any of the chat I mean I've done a flyby once or twice saying hey SR good to see you I can't stay bye mm -hmm. but um I'm and, wow, wow! That's yes. wonderful. And uh, I, it'll be—it's going to be epic. That mo and, that particular scene is just so—it's so pivotal to the entire series, yes. to that entire the, the entire arc of that character. It's un unbelievable. Yeah, and uh, as Betty uh, Betty says, as Lois Lane says, "Take me with you. I'll cover the story." <laughs> and, and Kenzie agreed with you. They can probably do the exteriors at the um, in a CC. Um, Karen agreed. She said, I, "I'm sure they can film interior and exterior shots." Yeah, so, I'm not sure about yeah, that. Yeah, uh, so great. And then, of well, course, I mean, you can get permission flicks. depending. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. And depending upon time, I'm sure they can work something out. Mm -hmm. But Passion Flux also gave us a nice little treat yesterday. Uh, picture of Julia yes. and Gabriel at um, the Duomo. Oh, yeah, that was outside gorgeous. That I have to say, one of my favorite Duomo. stills, I think that's one of, I think that is the, or one of my top three favorite stills that's been released. I just loved it. I loved the composition. Mm -hmm. It was great. I And I loved that it was in black and white. Mm -hmm. I know that somebody had posted the color picture earlier or mm -hmm. afterwards, but the black and white was just the aesthetic of it was just, oh. just made it so much more dramatic and so much more. Into oh yeah. D Dana, Dana agreed that that was amazing. And she said, I need to know when to plan my trip for visiting the set. <laughs> Dana, you are not alone. I know no, we I, all are no. eager to eager to figure it out. I was so sad when they had the next, the second round of filming in Syracuse and I saw the dates and I was like, Oh, I had literally was, committed to rough. going away to Charlotte the weekend that they were filming, and I was like, I can't believe it. If I would have known, if only I would have known earlier. Mm -hmm. And they <laughs> surprised SR with that shot, too. That, that mm -hmm. he did yes, Karen that said SR was over the moon with that shot. And, yeah, and that it. agreed, it's an awesome surprise. Even he the boss got teary eyed with the still. The still's getting a big heart from me. Loved it. Is, it. it is. And, Just, and, and it made it that so emotional to see. I know. I'm telling you. Seeing well, this as I told the brought boss. to the screen is going to be unbelievable. I mean, I think it's going to be very, very emotional. Yes. Uh, it's it's going to be beautiful. And that, gosh, just the second... Obviously, Grave Girls Inferno is incredible. But that second book for me just... Uh, and I love that the third one even just, it just grew. I, I just love this series so much. Yeah, like, Betty wants to see the Norris farm. <laughs> yes. I don't blame uh, Oh, and, and Dana couldn't go. In the Dana couldn't. Area. Yeah. Mm hmm. Um, I was, oh, I told the boss yesterday when he put, put that post out there about, you know, the salty fluid coming out of his own <laughs> that I was making a lasagna. <laughs> and uh, that's a reference to a, a song. I love it. Uh, yeah. 
chopping onions because I'm chopping the onions. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Betty said if if she goes to see the farm, she'll feed the cows. And Kenzie says three months, ladies, we can plan soon. Dana's hoping to because last time they were filming her, her husband was on a principal retreat during those January dates. So she couldn't leave. Um, and Kenzie, of course, is hoping to see the Uffizi set. I love it. Betty be just wants to go there when Paul confesses his love to Julia and says, and she says, no, he can run into her arms. <laughs> That's right, Betty. Unless Dennis, tells to me to sit, unless Dennis tells me to sit over next to Paul first. <laughs> <laughs> I'd clear the way for you, though. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, that's a reference. I was, I was, uh, Dennis, who's the cinematographer, had me go sit, and he said, "Here, I'll take a picture of you." And he moved me right over next to where the actors were. So I was literally sitting next to Paul, and then uh, James, who's playing Paul, and then James is like, "Here, come on, have a seat with us." So I'm like, "Oh my gosh, Betty's going to be killing me." <laughs> <laughs> Betty says, "Get in line, Leslie." Yeah, well, uh, he is for you. Although I have to say, uh, he is quite—he is quite attractive. He really, really James is. James is quite attractive. James, yes. James, the actor, Paul, the character, both very attractive people. Yes. And yes, Betty, you are getting a lot of competition for Paul's love, but you are—you are his first. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Kenzie was like, I was so jealous. I was like, what the heck? What about me? <laughs> well, we we got to stand behind all of them on the couch, so. <laughs> Yeah, that was a nice, that was nice they did a group shot like that. I thought that was a lot of fun. It was. And we never got the picture with, uh, at the end of the night. I know. Well, it was a really long night. It was a really long night. And Betty said, I thought Dennis was my friend. (laughs) KK said, Noreen had me cracking up. (laughs) Noreen and Pam almost made me lose it in the cafe, Kenzie said. (laughs) Well, Noreen Yeah, that was was very funny feed you the 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 uh stale cinnamon the bun stale that was there. rock hard cinnamon bun <laughs> and drink the ice cold coffee that had probably been sitting there for five hours at least yeah mm-hmm. so too funny kenzie said she yeah. framed the photo she's still waiting for the one tosca took on her phone for us in the lecture yeah, oh that's yeah the one that I was, was thinking of that yeah that was a cool shot I forgot about that actually. Yeah. So much fun. Dana, yes. I'm really hoping you get to make it to the set. You will love it. Yes. All of you, Jane Ann, um, SC, Noreen. Well, Noreen, I'm hoping Noreen can come back with us because she made it extra fun. Um, so, Betty says, so far I have to compete with Julia, Allison, Leslie, Karen, Pam, and the list goes on. And the list on. goes on. <laughs> well, you the, the fun part about Noreen. Is that her? She she has read Gabriel's Inferno. She knows the books and everything, but she's not um, the fan like we are. Right. I, I think her her big fandom is more Sylvia Day and uh, Eleni Suzanne, who she she's very friendly with. Mm-hmm. Um, both are more out there with their 
well, not so much Sylvia Day, but Lainey Suzanne is. I got some crazy stuff, but anyway, mm -hmm. so she comes along with us, and she is warning anybody in our ma in our path. <laughs> you know, these are rabid fans. <laughs> Yeah, it was crazy. That's right, yeah. SC. I forgot you got to go twice. I'm very jealous. Mm -hmm. Very jealous. Yes. That's so good. So good. Yeah, Noreen was hilarious. Um, if you ever have a chance to meet her, you will be laughing nonstop. Oh, she was so much fun. Really, really fun. Um, <laughs> Betty says, thank God for Noreen. She will help me keep an eye on my precious. <laughs> Oh, Betty, he definitely knows you are the number one. Oh, yes. You are the number, number one, one fan. Number one lunatic. We told him I to. I love we it. might want to get a restraining order. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, I'm just hopeful. Well, another, actually, I'm <laughs> talking about restraining orders. Um, I'm trying to think of a good segue for that without being, <laughs> I'm thinking of uh, the premiere, and I think it's going to be so much fun to try and do that. Um, yeah, SC had said, I'd love to visit the set. How do I get info on this? I'm a Passion Flix subscriber. What info did I miss about this? So the set visits are an exclusive benefit for founding members of Passion Flix. I haven't seen yet if they, uh, yes, Kenzie says, you have to be a founding member, which has closed forever now. Um, but they are going to be starting like a I think signature group. Right. I think they are developing a signature group so they can offer other special uh, visits or special benefits. I don't know if visits are part of it. Let me clarify that. I don't know what they're planning, but they want to do another special type of offer or group. Right. So stay tuned for that. Um, so, so you know, just because it, it really is Dana's crossing fingers for a set visit and premiere trips and Jean Ann, it was memories for life. Definitely. Um, and, and you know, uh, they don't know where yet, whether the premiere is going to be in LA or New York or they might do both. She's according to Tosca. This yeah. was when we had our set visit. Yeah. So, that, so and did, be... did they say what month yet? They haven't formally announced May. anything yet, but they're targeting May, right? Anything but targeting May. Oh my gosh! Essie said yeah, she would definitely I, need to join that. She'll be on the lookout for it. Definitely, Essie, it's worth um, it. The other thing is that um, they were gonna. I heard somewhere, I don't know where. Mm -hmm. So KK confirmed but, that they are doing signatures. Um, they are doing a signature membership. Um, good. So good. Uh, no, but they, visits. I think they said something about doing the filming for starting the filming for Rapture Mid-May mm -hmm. in that area. So I'm wondering, since this is supposed to be a May premiere, and if the actors are going to be in Syracuse, mm -hmm. I would think that it would be easier to do a New York premiere than yeah. an L.A. premiere. I, I, am, I would say... I, I would put money on that. Um, first of all, it just makes more sense. Um, it's more economically efficient to have them in the same area. Plus the production, the crew um, is largely New York based. 
So um, I would start at least looking at now because this is such a big to do, they might try and do it, you know, two places. Um, But we'll just have to keep our ears peeled, uh, our eyes peeled and our ears open. Um, Karen did confirm that May is still the target. And <laughs> yes, SC was jealous of Kenzie being uh, being a student and uh, having Tasca ask her for opinion. It's really, really great. And it's not a bad yeah, jealous, that, SC says. And you know, that was what so much was so good about us being there like that. Because they remember when they were uh, dressing um, Gabriel up for the, I think it was the carol scene. Yes. And, yes. and, you know, what bow tie was he wearing? What color? Whatever it was. And Actually, I don't think it was, was the carol scene. He? I think it was the cafe. Was that the cafe? Oh, yes, yes, you're right. Mm-hmm. That's right. It was the mm-hmm. cafe. Scene. Because they knew with the carol scene, they knew he was in his uh, green sweater. Right. And then Kenzie figured out from Rapture from, I guess it was uh, Krista's mm-hmm. back with Krista, the tie color. But originally they wanted to put him, he's like, he was in like a blue suit. Mm-hmm. And they originally wanted to put a blue tie on him. I, I said, well, maybe you want to break up the blue a little bit. Maybe right. Maybe put some print. So that he did. He, he took the one tie off and got another one and put that on. Oh, yeah. They, Again, they were really tie. interested in getting opinions. Um, it was funny when they made the reference, looking for the reference, like six people were pulled up their readers or their books and were pulling pulling through figuring out where it was um and kenzie's hoping that the filming and the premiere line up with another so she can go to both fingers crossed um i really think they're going to do that and if it's in may it would be stellar that would be really great the weather should be better by then um it'll be springtime in syracuse and lovely Annette says, I'll need to get someone to come kidnap me. My hubby would be upset if I went freely on my own to New York City. <laughs> oh, Annette, <laughs> we, will, we will protect you. <laughs> we will be your chaperones, won't we? Yes, you got, and we'll have Betty, the native New Yorker. That's and right. That's right. Me, the transplanted and back New Yorker. Yes, your husband has nothing to worry about. Nothing at all. <laughs> we won't take you anywhere crazy. Yes, <laughs> and SR always promises he'd send us bail money if needed. So that's absolutely. <laughs> we had a, we had a large bail purse that weekend, I think. Yes, yes. Which is um, funny because of the the place we stayed, we stayed in an Airbnb, and <laughs> when when we were driving around to get to the place, there's a, there was a house along the way that had a mm-hmm. New York State police car <laughs> sitting out front <laughs> in the driveway. <laughs> I know. We took a picture and sent it to SR. <laughs> so they they're coming for us. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Um, and, and New York City would be great. And Kenzie's like, oh, that'd be great. And I could visit NYC. Um, I know Annette mentioned that she she loved, um, that he her husband loves New York as much as she does. So as Betty says, we will protect you. He'd be yes. upset that I'm there not with him. Mm-hmm. You could you could bring him. Yeah, you know. <laughs> it would be fun. You know, yes. I, I, uh, and Kenzie says but, that would need to be a lot of money. 
SR is good for it. He would, he would, uh, he would bail us out. So yes, he would. So much fun. Betty says, I wonder if they could tell me where Rhett bought the little rabbit. I need one. I think if you wanted to ask the production about where they would get, I bet you could email Lauren at Passion yeah, Flicks and she, they could track that down for you or post it in the founding members lounge. <laughs> Annette's like, nope, he's not allowed. Annette, I think, <laughs> I think he'd understand this is a, a, a girl's trip, a fan trip. Yes. We, I'll talk to him. You just, you just have him call me. We'll, 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 we'll make it happen. <laughs> yeah. Kenzie says he'd have Nina come get us. Nina would be part. Nina would be with us. Kenzie. Nina would be part of that. Kenzie. <laughs> Nina would be knee deep in the frenzy. Um, Guaranteed. Yeah. Yeah. It would be so much fun. So, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to, to it, ladies. And if we, t we're talking May. You know, March, April, May. We're talking three months. So yeah, it's not that far away. Just wrap your brain around that. That's incredibly exciting. Incredibly exciting. Mm -hmm. so, so speaking of premieres, hiding uh, my pants. <laughs> Betty said, "We promise no strippers." That's so funny. Um, Speak Betty, for yourself, Betty. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! I think the Cumberbitch is emerging. Um, too funny. Uh, and that has friends there, cops and their families. So, oh, well then we're set. Yeah. Uh, we are set. And Kenzie says her birthday's at the end of April would be a great present. I think for you, Kenzie, to go on this trip and Karen will keep us all well fed. Um, the premiere is going to be wonderful. But speaking of premieres, did you see, uh, Julio rocking the red carpet at his premiere with the new movie Downhill with Julie Louis-Dreyfus and Will Ferrell. I think he did very well for himself. Very excited for him and for that movie. I'm really happy for them. Um, yeah, I mean, he this was his first uh, U.S. production. I mean, I know he was in, uh, he was Italian number two in the mm -hmm. Lizzie McGuire movie. And I think yes. he also did Walking on Sunshine, which you could probably find online somewhere. I know um, when I watched it, I had I have a Fire Stick, an Amazon Fire Stick, and, and they have IMDb TV on there, and mm -hmm. I pulled it up through there, and it was it was it was cute, it was cute. Mm -hmm. Something I you know, oh. one of those movies I'd watch on the uh, that. Yeah, you know, it, it's mindless, but it, it's fun to watch, and I would watch it probably a hundred times, to be honest with you, that kind of movie. So. Oh, and you know what? I have to say, I just was Googling this because I thought there might be some interesting stories. Kudos to G, because he got a shout-out in USA Today. Meet Julia's yeah, hot Italian ski instructor. He did, and um, he also Julia had a very good review from Variety, Met, Variety when they did the... Um, review of the movie he got a nice write-up about that, that he well you know what and, you julio know. is going to explode his star is rising so hard i just i just copied the link and put that in um the chat room for you guys um to take a look i'll read it after the podcast but i'm excited for him all the work he's done for this film alone He's committed to it, and I, you know, I wish him the best. I thought he and his girlfriend looked beautiful on the red carpet, um, 
and they look so happy together. They're really cute. So I'm just saying kudos. Kudos to G. I raise a glass to him. As you mentioned that, I'm going to take a serious little serious note here and just put a public warning out for um, the ether. Not this Mm -hmm. this movie. There have been a lot of new fans that have come along and they've been very disrespectful to him and his girlfriend because we have the shippers like mm-hmm. the Damies that want to make everybody that acts together be together and uh, you know that's that's not fair to the actor it's not fair to the girl either actor or the girlfriends or significant others so you know just leave it be um, and also also please please Respect SR. And again, that's not so much for the group that's online right now, but people that may listen out in the ether. Um, you know, he he's worked very hard for this, and he's very good to us, providing all kinds of information and being his mysterious comical self at times that, you know, we got to respect him and not bombard him with questions he can't answer or won't answer. You know, mm-hmm. his, anon- his anonymity is very important to him. So I'm off my soapbox now. That's uh, okay. I think it was well stated. And I I think, you know, this happens in any kind of situation where um, people are very passionate about how they feel about things and they want to learn everything they possibly can. And um, so I think it's a good reminder um, for for everybody included. And I, yes. I know in the chat room, we're just seeing some really positive things about how kind G is. Everybody says how wonderful he is, um, how sweet uh, he is with his uh, girlfriend, who is named Francesca. Uh, and Kenzie confirmed, yes, we must be kind and respectful. Um, and yes, Annette noticed that there were some real negativity. She said they're being horrible. I don't know that I could be calm seeing what they have said about G and some of our precious members. Um, but you know, I think the other thing that we can remind everybody about is if there's a lot of negativity, just do not engage it, Absolutely. do not engage it and keep, keep going on the positive front. If there's something really problematic, you see, um, report it to Nina. Nina Bocci is the one you need to say, Hey, this is out there. Wanted you to know about it because SR's team is the one who has to handle these situations. It should not be you do not engage in negative. You just don't want to do that. So, and I I know that there are. uh, And and Kenzie just said what I had mentioned. SR told me we can report to Nina, and and we can. Yeah, and I know that if they're really negative, uh, they Mm -hmm. a lot of times will get muted. Right. Well, and 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 you know what? As SC said, social media will scare anyone away. It's sad. It's so much easier to be kind. And you can, you know, you hear because you hear so much negative about social media, but you can also like what we're doing right now today, have such a positive um, experience in it and connect with people from all over the world and get to know people that you might not have met otherwise. Um, I'm very thankful for uh, for picking up this book and getting interested in the author uh, because I've met some wonderful people. So. Um, I think it's it's all about focusing on the positive, not engaging the negative. Um, and, exactly. 
And, you know, if, if there's something you need to, if there's something that's factually wrong, you can just simply say, say what's factual and leave it at that. Um, don't engage in the negative. So, um, there's so many good things. Um, so I have not seen downhill yet, but I definitely plan to because hello, seeing Julio on that big screen. Holy cow. I'm so excited. I'm just so excited for him. And that's going to be a great warm up for passion flicks and seeing him as our beloved professor. Um, and for anybody who's listening down under, I saw Julio, I think posted it's opening February 20th in Australia. So. Susie's going to be there. I can't oh, wait. Sure she will be. <laughs> we'll have to ask her. We're going to have to see what her reaction yes. is going to be. I mean, that obviously he's going to, he's, he's, he's a ski instructor. He's not the professor. So he's going to be styled very differently. Yes. Very, very differently. He looks great. Anyway, you cut it though. Really, really great. Um, yes. Kenzie said, I told him I was taking my mom this weekend and he thanked me. So today I will check it out. Great, Kenzie. I was, I'm hoping to go in the next couple days, but got to figure that out. Um, and Betty said, Susie will be on cloud nine. She totally will be. I still, I put it out there. I really, really want to do everything in my power to be there when Susie first meets Julio. It would be, it would be one of my, one of my favorite moments because (laughs) I think she is going to be, it's just going to be fantastic. Oh my God, she's going to be crazy. Yeah. She's going to be an absolute crazy person. <laughs> and, oh my gosh, Annette, you're getting a heart for that. I'm laughing so hard. She goes, I mean, I'm highly jealous. I'm slightly jealous, but he's just a hall pass anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Yes, Dana, sure. it is going to be epic. So I know we're talking about all things Gabriel and all things Julio right now. And of course, our beloved Paul, I would never forget our beloved Paul, but we really need to turn our attention to one of the other fantastic characters that SR has created, Nicholas, um, Nicholas because right Nicholas, now he is, he is the center of the action right now in chapter 62. Um, as you recall, he was taken um, and, and it was really, really um, a surprise and shock to the security team. So he was whisked away, and as we left Chapter 61, Acacia was going after him, and she was bringing Rick with her, and they had changed plans and decided, um, thankfully, that the tracker was on Nicholas's wrist, that they knew where he was, and they were going to um, focus on getting him, to, uh, getting him, and getting him to safety. So we opened the chapter with Nicholas being dragged from the van in handcuffs and he had a split lip and a bruised jaw and he was lucky not to have lost any teeth, which, uh, yes, as, Beth, as Betty said, we must save our sexy, mysterious stud. Absolutely. <laughs> oh my gosh. And see you, KK. Take care. Essie's heading out too. Love listening to us. Thanks, Essie. Have a great weekend Thanks, to you later, as well. Essie. I'm really happy you could join us. It's it's always good to see you. Um, and bye, Dana. Um, see you, Dana. Thank you for joining. Yes. Give the kids yes. a hug. And uh, so we're reading about this really brutal situation. Um, the security guards had Nicholas in his arms. They're 
there actually Nicholas's security guards were knocked out. So they're still in the back of the van. The other guys who got him, um, really, really were, um, taking him to, uh, a place unknown at this point. Um, he didn't have a weapon, so he knew he couldn't take them down. Uh, he was happy to remember that, uh, he still had his Rolex with the tracker and that the fact they didn't scan him really is a benefit to him. So I think he took a little comfort in that thought. Uh, he was taken, and as he emerged from the van, he saw this opulent villa. And, you know, as he considered what he was about ready to face, uh, he, his thoughts, of course, went to his beloved Acacia. And as Kenzie says, it broke my heart to read about Nicholas being hurt. It did, too, you know, and I think... The whole thing, even the reference to SR plants these seeds so beautifully because he's very descriptive in his writing. You know, the whole little bit about lucky that he hadn't lost any teeth. You can kind of just visualize how brutal, how brutal it was and how beat up he was. Um, just, just great writing. Absolutely. So they had, um, you know, thoughts were for Cassia. He was worried that he was wondering if they had taken her and was she still alive? Um, he was having these thoughts as he was being escorted down a massive hall and into the massive library. And he recognized the man as his eyes gazed up, who was standing next to the black fireplace, Kuznetsov. He turned, sipping an amber liquid out of a crystal glass, and he goes, Casper. Uh, so right away, you can just visualize this scene and the description was really really um crisp as it always is with sr's writing sergey kuznetsov was of medium height in his 50s with a shaved head and blue eyes so he paints the picture right away to me it was a little you know a little putin-esque when when it <laughs> that was what kind of went through my mind initially um he was wearing a tailored suit with no tie he gestured to the men into a chair and settled Nicholas in. And Nicholas asked that the handcuffs be removed. And, you know, you can imagine Kuznetsov nodding his head and the cuffs came off. Um, you know, as Betty said, it reminded me a bit of the Florentine series um, <laughs> in terms Willy. of Willie. Yes. Uh, yes. In that grand setting, you know, in this, this kind of this powerful powerful man who was uh, master of his domain. So, so Kuznetsov, being the host that he was, asked him if he wanted a drink. And Nicholas was rubbing his wrist together as, as the cuffs came off and asked him for a vodka, which I think, you know, when in Rome, do as the Romans do, right? When in Russia, ask for their spirit. So we asked SR because, you know, I was curious and, and, and I wrote it and I, I, and I wrote it. Um, so what type of vodka was he served? And I put in parentheses, Pam wants to know. Wants to know. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you'd like that, Pam. I did, um, I did. <laughs> and it actually is Beluga Gold Line and Pam uh, I, being one, like Ressar, who likes to do her research um, found that for in, within Pennsylvania, in order for us to access it, 
You have to order it through the Pennsylvania Wine and Spirits Store for a mere $84.59. Yes, for a, it gets, for a one bottle. Yes, and it gets <laughs> delivered to that liquor store that you've ordered it through. Mm-hmm. And just understand for those outside of Pennsylvania, uh, the Wine and Spirit Store is also euphemistically known as the state store. Yes. Um, because it's, <laughs> it's all state controlled. It's not individually owned liquor stores like you have in New York or right. New Jersey. Right, right. It's, it's, it's a little bit of a throwback to a simpler time. Um, you know, st- actually a throwback to prohibition, probably <laughs> to post prohibition. Um, yeah, kind of like, you know, state controlled everything else. It's state controlled liquor. Um, but the, Although it has changed in over the years. <laughs> yes. Now, now you can do it. And, and, and Betty said, since we're getting a drink, she'll have sangria. Dana's happy about drinks. And Kenzie says, I wonder where SR's intriguing mind has gone to imagining what happened in Syracuse. <laughs> and Betty said, although I don't see the point of getting a drink if we have to fight for our lives. And Annette actually thought that was that said that's cheaper than she thought it would be. And Kenzie's well, asking and it, for maple bourbon. You can also, if you can order... <laughs> I'm pouring glasses for all of you ladies. Step up to the bar. If you, if, if you can order online and have it delivered to your house, uh, mm-hmm. I think it's www.lacora dot com or dot net i'm sorry and and Mm. you can um get it there when i looked at it on that site it was uh 89 and that had been reduced from 104 Mm. so uh, it's on sale yeah ah gotta go for it yeah because annette says it's cheaper than she thought i'd be curious how much they charge and if you find it down in your neck of the woods in that i'd be curious uh if if they are charging uh, anything near that price, but uh, you know, so they're enjoying the liquor, and as Betty says, drunk fighting doesn't sound like a good idea. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, no, but I think I think they're that. having a drink to get take the edge off, right? Well, the other thing, you know, it's like two adversaries that get together, and they know that they're mm-hmm. adversaries, and they they are following a quote unquote polite mm-hmm. uh, way of talking to each other. Right, right. Uh, this is, like you know, Putin. this is it's like <laughs> <It's> very <laughs> any other president Ex- than Donald Trump. Uh, and I'm sorry if anybody's a, and likes him out there, but it's you know they they're adversaries. They they respect each other and will talk to each other. Um, and where the other one just is a yes man. Um, mm-hmm. But and not to be political anyway. But that you know it's kind it's kind of like that. And Betty says, only the boss thinks about sharing a drink with the enemy in a moment like this. I'd be looking for a weapon or an exit. (laughs) Then Annette's going to have to restock her bar. So she's going on the hunt. Annette, we need a report on 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 what you find. (laughs) (laughs) And Jean Ann has said, I'm with you, Betty. And she's laughing about uh, Annette's uh, next quest. Yeah, good luck. Good luck at the liquor stores during during Mardi Gras season. (laughs) You probably want to avoid that. Well, I mean, you can get them at any store, though. Um, Nicholas probably just needs a drink, said Kenzie. And uh, Betty says, while we are talking and getting to know each other, would you like a hot meal? Want to sleep in my bed? Shall we go camping? <laughs> <laughs> get the so, 
<laughs> Kuznetsov actually takes the small bottle from the freezer, pours two fingers into a glass, and hands one of the men and has one of the hand, men hand it to Nicholas. So I think uh, I, I, you can envision that too, and that's something that someone in a position or someone who's trying to exude power they wouldn't even go to reach out to um, to him. They would have someone else serve the uh, serve it to him. And uh, yeah, Annette actually says it's the best time right now to get the liquor because they're all overstocked. True, true. <laughs> you might true. be able to get a deal on this uh, fancy, fancy vodka. Um, it's like St. Patrick's Day. Oh, and that's that's coming up next. So yes, it is. we'll have lots. Well, I, I will not digress because we need to stick on. We need to stick on a topic on this. Nicholas <laughs> did not take his eyes off the enemy. Um, he then said to Nicholas that this was all very unfortunate. You can imagine this guy, Kutznetsov, saying, oh, you know, I, I, this is very James Bond-like, right? You know, the, the evil uh, the evil foil to the James Bond hero. Um, oh, and Nicholas uh, said yes, you know, considering he is Kutznetsov's prisoner, this is unfortunate. And Kutznetsov says, well, you have attacked my home. And Nicholas responded, you murdered my sister. And then you can see this coming down into to price, you know, into to play. Kuznetsov standing there pointing his finger and saying, no, a Bosnian named Luca murdered your sister. He went on to say that he placed an order for rare artwork. He did not order the killing. Luca got carried away. He said that he had murdered before. Um... But he did not kill the, hit Nicholas's sister. Um, that was not the, this was not what he wanted. He he was very specific. He wanted the artwork. He did not want anyone killed during that particular endeavor. And Betty is right. Nicholas's blood must be boiling at this point. Oh, yeah. So when Nicholas asked where Luca was, Kuznetsov looked him straight in the face and said. Luca had given him that scar, and he wondered why Nicholas had not removed it. So I thought that was interesting. He was sidestepping the initial question. And we asked SR, how did Kuznetsov know the true identity of Nicholas instead of thinking that he was his alias, Pierre Breckman? And SR wrote... Kuznetsov had his own network of information with lots of contacts inside and outside of Russia. He knew about the death of Nicholas's sister and presumably, since he claims to have killed her killer, would have known that Nicholas came after him. So he was in the know. Um, because Kuznetsov told him point blank that I killed Luca. You know, he did not... Um, Nicholas told him that he would have his justice, and Kuznetsov told him, well, you're going to be disappointed by that, because um, when Nicholas asked him what he meant by that, he said Luca was dead. Luca and his men found out um, that they had been found and went to him, and Kuznetsov took care of them. So, you know, Kuznetsov was angry because of things got botched, and he took care of Luca. And, you know, that was 
shocking. And Betty says, I was not expecting that. Kenzie said, neither was she. Nicholas fooled no one but himself. And that's true. I, you know, nice, nice little twist there, SR. Um, yeah. Nicholas, think about this. This man had devoted years of his life to tracking down his sister's killer, only to be in captivity, um, imprisoned and by this Russian who was an adversary and have the Russian almost take away his quest. Well, not almost. He did take away his quest. He took away his, his, his purpose, his purpose for the past many years. Uh, so Nicholas was in shock. He was looking at the glass, probably crystal. It was heavy. And there he was sitting across from Kuznetsov, and they were each discussing life and death. It was just surreal. It was possible that Kuznetsov was lying, but the Bosnian and his crew had disappeared. And so it really did seem true to him that that was the case, that Kuznetsov killed Luka. And this just was not what he expected. His vision was to confront Kuznetsov, then go after Luka and his crew. And so, you know, now he was adrift. You know, and Betty's, Betty's like, say what? All this time he was planning and researching, and now we find out there will be no vengeance? Damn it, give that man another drink. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pouring him a glass, yeah. Betty, as we speak. You know, it's funny, because when, we <laughs> when I was going over the, the notes on this, I was, I was very curious, I, and I wondered if Nicholas or Nicholas, if SR had um, been influenced at all or done any research with the novel War and Peace. Mm-hmm. You know, because that, that really plays into that Russian psyche. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. So. I'm sure. Well, I, asked, I actually know. asked him in the chat yesterday. Uh-huh. And he said, I don't remember. I read it such a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Of course I did. Well, it informed his... You know, he's very well-read, obviously, and very yeah. learned. So I'm sure it informed his approach. Um, I just laughed because Betty said, heck, even I need a drink. <laughs> Lori's <laughs> laughing at that. And hello, Lori, by the way. I'm glad you could join us. Um, yeah, and, and Betty, I, the, you just wrote what I thought. Acacia was right. Like, I, I, and I was, I was waiting for that aha moment to hit um nicholas but i think he's in such shock right now he was just you know thrown by that it's just not what he expected um he was now adrift he thought of reva he'd never be able to look into uh his killer her killer's eyes and demand retribution that was taken away from him because kutsnets have killed luca nicholas fell into an abyss and finally landed so his mind was just reeling. Uh, he sat staring at the vodka glass. He was somewhere outside Moscow with a man who equated the Bosnians as fleas that were swatted away. And he realized then that Kuznetsov had absolutely no regard and he was absolutely indifferent to human life. Okay. So I think yeah. at that point, I'd be like, uh, in the back of my mind, I'd be like, uh-oh. <laughs> This guy didn't care one way or another if people live or die. He doesn't think twice about it. Um, Lori says hello to everyone. She came in crazy late and did not want to disturb the flow. Well, we're happy to have you here, Lori. You missed all our. You missed all of the fangirling about uh, 
and reminiscing about being on set, um, looking forward to uh, the next round of filming, which SR had mentioned. Um, they haven't finalized dates yet, but he's waiting to hear the next round of filming for um, Rapture. And uh, we believe uh, Inferno's premiere is going to be sometime in May. So we're talking about that as well as the premiere of Downhill, in which Julio um, is getting That's good reviews. And in, in earlier up in the links, you can see I posted a link. USA Today posted four hours ago a really nice shout out, a story about Julio. So I uh, thought I'd fill you in on that. Um, so that we are, check it out. Uh, good things are happening all around for these folks, which is good. Um, except for Nicholas, who just found out that Luca has been killed and his whole purpose and being for the last several years have been uh, for naught. So, because okay, that's a lack of regard for human life. Exactly. So, as 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 Nicholas is looking at Kuznetsov, uh, he it would never be enough. And he could he could he could escape, get a weapon, and kill him, but it wouldn't take the grief of losing his sister, and uh, it would just send him deeper into the darkness. So. As Kuznetsov was continu continuing to tell him that the man who scarred you is dead because Luca was the one that gave Nicholas the scar. Um, and he said that the dead bury the dead. That that's, that was something else that I, I actually sent a note to SR yesterday. Because I, I, when I was writing these notes up and I was looking at that, I was like, I wonder what Russian's saying that could be equated to because that does sound very... Russian. Yes. You know, I've, I've known a few Russian people, but, and, and 90% of the time, they, they, 99% of the time, they're really, really nice people, but um, it's, you, you know, just very. From oh, what interesting. About the Russian mob. It's not just Russian. This is uh, from the Bible. I, I, Googled, I just Googled it. I don't know why oh, I didn't cool. think of that. There's a couple phrases that are popping up, or citations, Matthew 8, 22, uh, let, the bed dairy, let the dead bury their own. Um, and someone referenced Luke 9, 60. Um, so you guys can check it out. But cool. there's a couple, uh, couple things. Uh, referencing let the bed, dead bury their dead. It is a biblical reference. Oh, cool. I don't know when you mentioned it yesterday to me. I don't know why I didn't Google it. You know, of course, that's my answer for everything now. Yeah. What and, about and, that? And has, Google it. I will. And he hasn't gotten back to me, so I don't, you know, who knows. But I would want to hear what his take is it, uh, mm -hmm. is about it. Um, so. So, interesting. And it, and, yeah, so anyway, Kuznetsov is like, you know, laughing at him, chuckling at him, and uh, I think I'm going to take it, take it yes, back. Yes, so. And uh, he said, advice is wasted on the young. So I guess he's, old, old, he's <laughs> in his 50s, so he's a bit older than Nicholas. And isn't it always that the advice is, is wasted on the young anyway? Um, but he's going to give it anyway, and he says... It's better to know your enemies than know yourself if you want to win. And that's sort of like the Machiavellian. Mm-hmm. 
Well, absolutely. Again, uh-huh. SR the great teacher. Uh, and uh, Kuznetsov had followed Nicholas for years, and this kind of surprised Nicholas. Uh, when he went after Luca, he started following him. And he watched his progress, monitored his aliases, and trailed his mistresses. The witch, mm-hmm. Silka. Yep, I know. Course. that. My mind went right to Silka. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh. So, and then I was like, oh, no, he knows about Acacia. <laughs> yeah, so Nicholas, that, that kind of alerted him, you know? It's like, you know. Mm-hmm. So he, Russian continued, the model was interesting, but your latest mistress is intriguing. Mm-hmm. And uh, you agree, and I guess from Nicholas's expressions, he, he noted that Nicholas agreed with him, and uh, he said that you'd probably do anything for her. But Nicholas, trying to remain calm, forced himself to be calm. But, you know, he, he had really been rattled. So, as to bring this calmness that he supposedly has, mm-hmm. uh, he's telling uh, Kuznetsov that, you know, the French government wants the Matisse back. And that was stolen from the Musée de Moderne. Mm-hmm. And he said the French are used to disappointment. Yeah, I, English when it comes to soccer. Yeah, but not so much I know, I know. I just thought that was so funny that he threw that out there. It's kind of throwing it in his face a little bit. A little bit, yes. Mm-hmm. So uh, and so he's walking back to the bar and he decides refilling his glass and he brought the vodka to refill Nicholas's and uh, hey, Nicholas just you know. Have you checked your house lately? Mm-hmm. You know? Is the heat right there at right temperature? Did you clear the front <laughs> from snow? Whatever. <laughs> then he's like, where's the spoon when you need it? Exactly. <laughs> Leave Akasi out of this fight mode. Nicholas is Absolutely. poised and ready. So, uh, you know, because Netsov's like, you know, never attempt to invade Russia. Mm-hmm. Just giving him another piece of advice. He says, "Your people cut the power to my estate." He's, I, I guess, like brushing him off like a fly. Or mm-hmm. Right, right. Um, it's like, oh, like I'm not prepared to have people come try and take me down. I've been ready for you. I've been waiting for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then he beckoned Ivan, who was one of the masked men, and asked if uh, he had any reports of security breaches at the estate. And he said he was told that there was a power outage and a bonfire outside the gates. And he kind of smirked. He says that's uh, when he said, you know, Nicholas, your team failed. So we know that the electricity has been put on back at the the estate, though. Mm -hmm. Uh, So Nicholas is getting tense because he didn't understand. That's not the incursion that he planned for the team. And then he's kind of got this, you know, unless maybe you know, mm-hmm. the light so bulb he, goes off. Mm-hmm. So he redirected his thoughts and asked if he had ordered the attack on uh, the concierge at the Vitoire. Because uh, mm-hmm. Netsov said he knew of no such attack. 
he had been doing business with an art dealer in Paris and he had run into some trouble who had handled it kind of clumsily. Mm -hmm. uh, but his trouble was not from him. And then he right, because because Kutznets is far above that, right? Like he's oh, like, of course, of course. you know, I'm I'm or I'm I place my order. I don't care how I get my artwork. I just want to get the artwork. So, yeah. It's, it, <laughs> and Betty's like Nicholas. We're trying to save your life. <laughs> <laughs> we're coming for you, Nicholas. We're yes. coming for you. <laughs> so, he, but he knew. He, he said the trouble was not from him, and so Nicholas is like, well, what are you going to do with that? Do now. Because mm -hmm. so, Nicholas says, is well, trying to keep the Russian distracted, as Buddy absolutely. says. Keep the chit-chat going. Yeah, so draw it out. Said, he's just going to kill him, and then he was going to retrieve Yasmin. He kind of, he left her alone because he kept his, her mouth shut for a while. Mm -hmm. And then, but obviously since Nicholas was there he knew that she must be punished right she spilled the beans she He's did Yasmin blabbing is putting his business in jeopardy so she must be punished uh, yes and he's a cool one to begin with but yeah. since she will and since she won't be available he'll just take Acacia as his mistress because he's never fucking Brazilian. Mmm. Them there is fighting words. Them there is fighting. You know, the fist is being made. You can tell. And I'm sure the blood pressure is rising as well. And he's like, that will never happen. So we asked SR, uh, why did Nicholas want to kill, or why did Kuznetsov want to kill Nicholas? And SR said he thinks that he intended to kill Nicholas, but he wanted to toy with him first. You know, the cat and mouse game. Um, Kuznetsov laughing said in Russian, he is king. Uh, check the closet, Patrick, I'm sorry. Excuse me. But he wanted to toy with him first. Uh, Kuznetsov was laughing and said in Russian, he is king. And uh, why should today be any different? Nicholas smiled mm. and when asked why, he asked if he had studied any Russian history. And uh, he, he says, what do you think has happened? What do you think happened to the kings? You know, Kuznetsov got upset with that and threw the glass at Nicholas's head and caught it and uh, threw it. Uh, and which, so Kuznetsov held up his arms in the glass to hit the arm and it shattered. And as Kuznetsov men closed in on him, the lights went out. And Nicholas dropped to the floor and made his way under an armchair. He heard Kuznetsov heard boots in the hallway and shouts in Russian and English. And then someone opened fire. Mm. Oh, hold on a minute. Talk, oh, okay. Talks to him. Okay. So, that. I, I mean, it's a is. stunning ending to the chapter. And, and you know, <laughs> Betty had said, leave the precious alone. Uh, and Kenzie says, I love how SR answers questions. He doesn't fully tell you it's one way or another. He still keeps your mind open and curious for your own theories. A true professor. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, 
really well written. Um, and you just don't know what's going <laughs> to... And, and Betty says, and perfect as Etta James sings in the background at last. <laughs> we planned it that way, Betty. <laughs> oh, We're just that I, good. SR <laughs> responded to my uh, email just a few minutes oh, ago. Wonderful. And uh, he said that the phrase, let the dead bury the dead, is from Scripture, St. Matthew mm -hmm. 8. 22. Yep. Although I doubt because Netsoff went to catechism classes. <laughs> I, think, I think so. So yes, he was shrugging uh, it off. I love it. I love it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You, well, tell us or that Leslie Googled it. <laughs> and we, <laughs> okay. put, we, put, we put a link. Actually, the link I put in was uh, written to a response by uh, someone who was the professor, uh, I think a professor of... Um, biblical actually let me look at the link just because i took a quick look at it and it kind of tied it into ancient times and where they where this saying possibly had come from in terms of what they were referring to at the time in a historical context so might be something interesting and kenzie says only four short chapters left my heart uh, <laughs> i know kenzie we're toward we're getting towards the end uh, and Sergio Mendez plays in the background to let us know yes. Super Acacia is here to the rescue. That's Absolutely. what Betty said. I know. And Kenzie says, tell us, I said hi. You can, Pam, let him know we all say hello and that we are, um, we are excited um, at the wonderful writing. And uh, I know, Lori, it makes me a little sad too, but that's okay. No, don't you worry. I'm, I'm just hopeful that he has more books with Nicholas and Nicasia in store for us. And obviously, and obviously that Passion Flicks will option this story or some other or some other production company. But I'd really like it to be Passion Flicks because they'll be true to the book. Yeah. Um, and Betsy says, holy hell, my blood was boiling and I was ready to scratch and fight along with Nicholas. <laughs> <laughs> Kenzie says there will be tears. I wish there was a new book, but this this year, but probably not. You never know, Kenzie. You he never know. Writing, I mean, but, he, I but he's not well. He's writing, and I, you know, if you've noticed, uh, oftentimes he'll issue books at the end of the year. So or at the one can hope. The right, December January time frame. Um, so you never know. I'm hopeful, but 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 this with. has been an extraordinary year, and you know he's normally not pouring over uh, reels and scripts and Photos rushes, and right? DVDs so so he might not be able to finish something now, but we, we shall see. And as Lori says, right, Pam, he has a file. There's so much more to them. There, there, it will be. I agree. He has so much going on, Kenzie says. So I hope that pen is flowing, but he is also resting. And Betty yeah. says he surprises us when we least expect it. And that is very Absolutely. true. Um, the other thing he, he mentioned yesterday is that he's, ex you know, the, the Mary uh, is working on the re a script for redemption. And he's hoping to see that very soon. Uh, I cannot wait. I cannot wait. That uh, I love redemption. 
I love every book that he writes. Yes. Redemption, though, oh, there's just such goodness. And then Promise, oh, I really want uh, Passion Flicks to option Promise. I'm really hoping they do, and I'm hoping they can still get the actors lined up for that. But I don't know. We might just have the trilogy, and I'd be very happy with that as well. Yeah, so we'll see. I, nothing's been said about Promise yet as far as yep. getting it into yep. And I, there was a, there was a question I think also asked of uh, SR in a chat this week about mm-hmm. William York. Mm-hmm. And William York does make an appearance because he's at the at the gallery show when the, the illustrations are out there. And when asked if um, Tosca had optioned the Florentine series, he said. Not, not as yet, but she did ask for the books mm. to read. I know. I'm. That's another one that would be so great. Kenzie says, I couldn't choose one over the other, to be honest, in terms of the books. Julia is getting pretty big, but hopefully, I know. Kenzie, you're, you're tracking with me on that thought. Um, and she said, so grateful for what we already have. Yes. And Betty says the boss is like Beyonce. When you least expect it, bam, new album, or in this case, a new book. And yes, she's, and Betty says redemption hurts. It hurts to read all of the PDA between Paul and Allison. (laughs) Betty, you're so funny. And don't get too Betty, jealous. Betty, SR and Beyonce comparison. She's loving it. Yeah. I agree with you, Lori. Um, I think that has to be shared with SR. I think I've got to remember to write that in for the comments when I send him the email this week. Cause that, that's just stellar. Yes. So, all right. So that's, that is my, um, that is our SR quick update. Yes. Yes. And, uh, I'm looking forward to more to come and I think we're going to have a lot of really great things to look forward to this spring and into the fall so more good news thank you Betty Um, we are going to be wrapping up this podcast and I think we are taking the hiatus next weekend Yeah, I think I I need to I think yes we between Pam moving next weekend, and next weekend is the Penn State Dance Marathon. Um, I'm putting a link on the, uh, I just put a link in the chat room, thon.org, if you want to check it out. Um, It's the largest student philanthropy in the world uh, that raises money to fight childhood cancer and to support the families going through it, Um, and research uh, to try and end this disease so I, I will be I, up at I, Penn State it's a 46 hour dance uh, event with hundreds of students participating um, so we will look forward to seeing you not next week but in two oh. weeks on February 29th our yes. le- special leap year podcast edition and, how about that Pam Betty you can also <laughs> ask Paul to marry you it's leap year Sadie Hawkins day That's right. 
Ooh, oh, that'll be a fun one. We're going to have some, we have to put some thought to some fun things to do. Yes, um, yes. But we look forward to seeing you in two weeks and of course online. And thank you, Kenzie. That's very kind of you. Um, she's, she's wishing us well um, between the packing and the, the thon. Um, so two it's weeks. It. So it'll be good. So we will we will see you all then. It'll be fun, I'm sure. We'll figure out uh, who's going to ask who to marry. And I, you know, I think SR may be taken, so you can't include him. <laughs> That's right. So. Respect, we'll respect, 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 and uh, <laughs> you knew that's where I was going with that, right? Yeah, no, I think I think it's great. Um, but yeah, we'll have a special Sadie Hawkins Day um, leap year leap year celebration. So, also, one <laughs> of the things SR asked to uh, put out there. Uh, I know it's a day late, but he wishes everybody. I hope they had a wonderful St. Valentine's Day. And uh, he's especially grateful to all the readers out there for their continued support. So, <laughs> there you go. And, Betty, and Betty's so funny. She said, I'll start looking for my wedding pantsuit. I'll need bridesmaids and maybe some okay. wine to help knock Paul down so he can walk or crawl down the aisle. So <laughs> we will be looking forward to that, Betty. Yes, and you sending go. you all uh, love, well wishes. Um, and actually in two weeks, we will actually have officially started Lent. So have a great Mardi Gras. Have a great Fat Tuesday. Um, be safe down there. Our dear yeah, friend right. Annette. Um, and anywhere else you guys want to celebrate. Carnival is in full swing in Europe and South America. Uh, gosh, I wish I could be in Brazil. That's right. So enjoy and uh, we'll see you in two weeks. Okay, so I'm going to leave you with uh, Sitting on the Dock of the Bay, uh, sung, as sung by Anne Ducrow. Watching that tide roll away. I'm sitting on the dock of the bay, wasting. Looks like nothing's gonna change Everything still remains the same I can't do what damn people tell me to do So I guess I remain the same <sighs> I'm sitting here and resting my bones And this lonely mess won't leave me alone Two thousand miles I roll.